I am Jay Charco. I am the president of a company called International Tariff Management, uh, located in Connecticut. And what we do is we work with companies to help them uh, become more competitive in the international marketplace. And we get them some refunds when they export goods out of the United States if they've paid duties when it comes into the United States. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to Mr. Anthony Sargis, who is the Senior International Trade Specialist for the U.S. Commercial Service, which is the International Trade Administration part of the U.S. Department of Commerce. That is a very long title for a very nice man. And um, we're going to ask him a few questions on how his department helps companies market things in the international marketplace. Um, exporting is very important to the United States. Uh, it's, it amounts to about 8.5% of the total gross domestic product, which in 2019, uh, before the, uh, in 2019, which is the latest statistics we have, amounted to $2.5 billion in sales. So one can see that it's extremely important to the U.S. industry to promote exporting. So um, what I'm going to do is have Tony, we'll have a dialogue, and I'm going to ask him a few questions on how his department can help companies uh, who want to get into the international marketplace uh, export goods from the United States. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate uh, the invitation uh, today on this podcast. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, working with you in the past on different types of webinars and, and such. And, you know, look forward to addressing the questions that you have today. And just one of the first things I'd like to mention is, you know, our organization, you did a great job of introducing our organization and who we are. And we have obviously offices all over the U.S., so in 100 different cities and offices and embassies and consulates in over 100 uh, countries worldwide. And, you know, why are we here? So the U.S. as a whole, you know, I think some of the numbers Jay gave is really good, but why is the U.S. commercial service here to assist the growth for, for U.S. exporters? Well, 12% of our GDP uh, in the U.S. is uh, generated by exports. And if you look at some of the other countries around the world, you know, Germany's at 47 percent, you got Korea at 44, the U.K. at 30, uh, Canada at 32. So so we have room to grow. And, and that's what we're here to talk about today is kind of how the U.S. Commercial Service can assist you in your growth to new markets. Or if you're a new to export company, you know, how can we get you started? Well, that's surprising. I would have thought we'd be doing much better than that. But uh, we have a lot of work to go, and it's a good thing we have people like you and your department to uh, help us. Um, well, one of the first things I'd like to know is uh, basically how does your department work with a new company that wants to get into the export marketplace? Absolutely. So on the new-to-export side of things, you know, I think we follow a similar approach for, for the new-to-export companies and companies that are currently exporting. But on the new-to-export side, uh, specifically, we're really looking at getting them export-ready. So we have a program that we use. It's called the International Expansion Blueprint. And we're looking to help them develop a, an a, a export business plan, a sales strategy, 
you know, understand all the basics of export documentation and import regulations for foreign markets. Also, you know, they have to understand, you know, U.S. government export controls uh, on export controls and compliance, as well as things to do with trade finance. So we really want to get them ready in the in the logistic sense of getting them ready to export with a business plan and understanding everything that it takes to export. So, you know, they don't, if they're shipping something on five o'clock on a Friday, these questions don't come up or things don't get caught up in customs. So we want to make sure they're prepared and they're export ready. And we use our tool called the International Expansion Blueprint, and it goes through all of those things with an ex- a new to export client. Um, I understand those are those are good things, but I understand how do you get your information out to the general public? I know you put on uh, some regular trade missions. Uh, can you explain a little bit what they are and how people can get involved with them if they're interested? Yeah, so we, we have our, our, our website on, X, on actually it's trade.gov now that we will publish our, our event information. So a lot of the things we've done in the past, you know, specifically on, you know, webinars, and Jay, we worked with you, I think it was a year ago, maybe now or last year sometime, on the duty drawback um, when some of those changes were made in duty drawback. So we like to bring in experts on a lot of the webinar series that we run. Um, next month, for instance, just an example on for webinars, we're doing an export compliance webinar series. That's going to be a 10-part series. Uh, it's going to cover, you know, introduction to, to the EAR, ITAR, STPA regulations, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act regulations, how to develop an export compliant management program. Um, and we'll, we'll do a number of webinars throughout the year on various topics where we bring in experts in to speak about those types of things. Uh, as far as trade missions, um, the U.S. Commercial Service, we do have our kind of national trade missions that are ran. And, you know, they cover di- those hit different countries and different industry sectors, as well as our office in Connecticut. You know, we, we work closely with our district export council. And I would say, you know, regularly on an annual basis, we'll run some type of trade mission to a foreign market. Um, I think last year we did one to Australia, and that was tied into the, uh, the Avalon Aerospace Show in Australia. And in previous years, um, I've done trade missions. We've done trade missions to Canada. Um, my, my director, Ann Evans, led one to Italy uh, not too long ago. So we do them, you know, I'd say on an annual basis. And another thing as far as trade events as a whole, um, you know, we've done a decent amount of trade events in the state of Connecticut. So bring, uh, we did a space summit in 2019 where we uh, brought in countries from the five eyes here, the space agencies. And we had about 300 companies that participated in that space summit that discussed international opportunities uh, in the the space industry. So it sounds like you have a complete (laughs) portfolio of things to help people with. Um, One of the things that I found interesting was that, uh, um, at least I heard, and I think it's true, that, that you help potential international buyers uh, who are looking for goods in the United States, set up meetings with exporters, uh, potential international buyers. I know it's a very difficult thing because uh, how do you reach out across borders to find somebody that's reputable? And I understand the, uh, your organization helps people do that. How do you do that? Yeah, absolutely, Jay. So that's kind of a, one of our you know gold standard, or it's called our gold key service. But you know, business matchmaking is a part of our four, uh, four pillars of kind of what we do for our services. So um, 
we could, like you said, a, a foreign company might come in and, and reach out to our embassy, let's say, in Bogota, Colombia, and they're interested in procuring some widget from the U.S. They might put that out as a trade lead, um, and then we might reach out to our companies that are in our state or our district um, to, to announce that lead and to connect them with that potential partner. But the majority of the time what ends up happening is as we're working with our clients on, you know, export counseling and developing market intelligence and, and identifying maybe markets of interest, um, our clients will, you know, either take a regional approach or a country approach where they say, hey, I'm really interested in Colombia and I, I'd really like to identify a distributor in that market. Um, so that's when we bring in our foreign specialists. And when I say foreign specialists, they cover various industry sectors, and I'll give you a couple examples. So in the embassies and consulates overseas, we have commercial specialists. They'll cover sectors, anything from education sector, the aerospace defense sector, uh, marine technologies, energy, uh, and so on. And, you know, basically every major industry sector. And they know the key players in that market. So we'll bring in that U.S. company on a conference call. We'll discuss, you know, give a good overview of the company from the company representative uh, to our commercial specialist. And they'll really talk about what their, their objectives are for that market. Are they looking for a distributor in Colombia um, that can, you know, sell their law enforcement type equipment if that's what they sell or whatever it might be? And then, you know, having our commercial specialists do a service where they go out to those leads, those potential partners, uh, and then they introduce the U.S. company. And then basically what it comes back with is either a, a level of interest report saying these are the four or five companies that are interested in, in potentially partnering with you. Or, you know, if a U.S. company is planning on traveling to a market, we may say, hey, on June 15th, we're looking on scheduling those gold key meetings with those potential um, connections that we're interested in meeting with you. So we definitely do it in a, in a couple different ways. Um, the other thing we do uh, quite often for companies is what we call a single company promotion. So where we do a promotional event um, either at a, a hotel in a foreign market or a venue that's, you know, that's of choosing for the, the U.S. company or even sometimes in the embassy and consulate itself where we bring in those potential leads where the U.S. company can do a presentation to those various groups and their target audience. Um, and they can do more of a group discussion on kind of their company and, you know, what their, their offerings are. So you, you make uh, personal introductions for the uh, potential in your particular case in Connecticut companies. Uh, you introduce them to a, a buyer in the foreign country section where they want to uh, uh, market. And um, your uh, departments that are overseas help support those people. Uh, and uh, promote uh, products, uh, show samples, uh, uh, discuss the benefits of working with uh, these companies in Connecticut. Um, that, yeah, that, absolutely. And the one other, the one other thing I'll mention, uh, Jay, just as you mentioned, some of those kind of uh, highlights there is, you know, a lot of times too, it's you know identifying those potential partners, which we do a lot, and then it's questions related to that market. So. Um, if it's a regulatory question, um, you know, if it's an electronic product right in the U.S. and you need a, a certain certification, a UL marker, whatever it might be, maybe you need some equivalent to that to sell into the European Union or into the Asian market. So, you know, those are other things we discuss as well um, with our U.S. companies, you know, regulatory requirements or import requirements, whatever it might be, um, and, and things of that nature as well. And the other, I guess, business matchmaking end of kind of connecting U.S. companies with buyers um, that we do, 
Um, quite often is we have a, a program that's called the Trade Event Partnership Program. So at large trade shows throughout the U.S. that are certified um, by the U.S. Department of Commerce, um, we work with our foreign staff to recruit buyers to those domestic, those large domestic international trade shows. Uh, and we'll help connect those international buyers at the U.S. show to the U.S. companies that are participating. So we do that as well. So as well from as the gold key kind of matchmaking service where a company can kind of go to a foreign market and meet with those potential leads, distributors, reps. We also do that on the reverse side of things where those international buyers are coming to a large international trade show and we can connect them at that show to the U.S. companies that are exhibiting. No, I think that's extremely important. I know we've worked with you on a few of your uh, webinars and a few of your seminars, and I think it's important, the personal introduction, uh, the fact that uh, you um, take the initiative and develop a relationship between the potential buyer and the, uh, the seller in this particular situation. Um, another area, Tony, which is very important, I think, for people that want to export is uh, financing. Uh, a lot of people are scared, afraid of uh, uh, taking the step because they think it's going to be extremely, extremely expensive and they're not sure where they're going to get the dollars to promote their goods overseas. Uh, I think your department uh, helps with that or puts them in the right direction. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, Jay, absolutely. So on the trade finance side, you know, in the state of Connecticut and our offices, we obviously try to offer as much training as po possible on trade finance. Um, and we have some guides on trade.gov uh, on export finance. But a lot of times what we try to do is we try to get the companies in touch with um, the SBA and XM Bank to discuss their programs in more detail. Um, so they can really kind of discuss it on an individual level on what the company exactly is looking to do as far as if they need, you know, a working capital loan or, or whatever they might need, as well as, you know, we always also recommend that companies take a look at the SBA and, and XM site because there, you, there's a list of those lenders out there that, you know, use those programs. So you can also work with your local banker um, on identifying what kind of export finance programs are best for you. And I guess one of the other things I'll, I'll mention on kind of other federal agency type programs and state programs as well is I do want to talk about um, a great program, which is the State Trade Extension Program, which is known as the STEP program, the acronym. That's a program that's in partnership with the, the SBA and, and the state. So depending on what state you're in for, for Connecticut, it's the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development. And it's a program um, for exporters, for eligible small businesses that can receive 75% reimbursement up to $7,000 per year for various export activities. So some of those activities, just to give you an example, might be, you know, if you're attending a trade mission overseas um, or a, a domestic or international trade show, um, you can be reimbursed with some cost to, uh, to do with the registration, your booth fee, uh, et cetera. Uh, if you're looking to do some type of translation, maybe for your website um, or interpreter fees, those those can qualify as well for eligible businesses, as well as some of the, the services that I that I mentioned today uh, on the U.S. commercial service side of things uh, and our services, whether it be a gold key matchmaking service, uh, an international partner search, um, 
or you know website globalization reviews, whatever services that we might offer, um, those fees too are, are reimbursable. Um, some of the other fees, if you're doing any type of export training, um, you can get a certain amount uh, reimbursed for that, as well as um, some other B2B matchmaking services. If it's somebody outside of our scope, it may qualify as well. Like a lot of trade shows may offer specific programs on, on matchmaking to buyers and then compliance testing or some of the things. And I guess one of the other notes I should mention on that um, is samples. So if you're shipping samples overseas, I don't know, I can't recall the exact dollar amount, but you know, it can be quite expensive to send samples overseas to potential customers. Uh, that's another uh, fee that um, is you know, reimbursable through the STEP grant as long as you qualify. And again, if you search um, any of your states, but if you would go to the SBA website, SBA, and you, you search STEP grant, state trade extension program, you can identify the point of contact in your state. And every state does have some different qualifying factors as far as kind of eligibility and what services um, qualify. I was just kind of rattling off some of those uh, qualifying, qualifying services for the state of Connecticut, but um, you need to kind of investigate that per your state and see if your state has a program, which most states do. And then um, reach out to your, you know, your state contact in Connecticut. It would be, again, I said the um, Connecticut um, Department of Economic and P Community Development. And I definitely would be happy to put anyone in touch with those folks there. That's why I always like talking with you, Tony. You're always promoting other people and uh, uh, helping people uh, learn uh, the resources that are available uh, to help them. Um, Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. One of the uh, key things uh, for us is in working with you, we deal with uh, larger companies, companies that have already exported, know how to do that, and we try to help them save money in getting refunds when they do export through this crazy duty drawback thing. But how do you, because I was at a few of your seminars, and you have some of the large companies there, and uh, you are helping them. Many of the things you do is help to get the beginning companies, companies that are just initiating uh, um, an export program. But I know you also work with larger companies and help them uh, in many ways. What do you do for those larger companies that uh, they continue to work with you and I think they find it very beneficial? Yeah, Jay, so, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, obviously we're open to work with, you know, the majority of our clients would be kind of the small to medium-sized companies. I guess the general rule of thumb used to be, you know, 500 employees or less, but we also do service, you know, larger companies as well on different things. Um, I would say the, the wheelhouse of our normal client is, you know, a client that's exporting to a handful of markets that's kind of looking to grow to additional markets. Um, so, you know, the pillars that we look at on our services, and, and I'll kind of go in a little bit of detail. So we'll do a couple things with the, the export counseling portion, which I kind of mentioned to, you know, to the new to export, you know, de developing an export uh, pro, uh, program and a, a business program uh, for their company and understanding of the documentation and those requirements. That's the same for kind of the companies that are already exporting, because if they're looking for a new market, there's going to be some new requirements in place. So we definitely want to understand what those requirements are on the front end. So we're not going to have any kind of pitfalls when we get to the point where, you know, they're in the business development phase and, and they're looking for those customers and they can sign a deal or a contract. We don't want them to get hung up on any of those things. But, you know, 
analyzing, you know, potential markets is a lot of what I do with kind of those companies that are looking for new markets. And a lot of times, you know, I would say it, it comes a couple ways. You got a company that got a, you know, a lead from their website from, let's say, uh, Vietnam or, you know, whatever market it might be. They want to investigate that lead, that potential customer uh, further and uh, investigate that potential market. Or a lot of times what I do see is more of a regional approach is, you know, a company will come to us and say, you know, we're really looking at um, South America, the South American markets and what might be best for us. So we'll work with them. We'll look at those markets on an individual basis and we'll try to prioritize kind of the top three markets that best fit the objectives of that client. Uh, and then we'll go down those other phases of kind of the business matchmaking, kind of when we get all of our kind of ducks in a row on the logistics side of things and they understand what it takes to export to that market, you know, specifically import requirements, what the duties and taxes might be, some of the things that you assist with as well and other specialists assist with um, doing that market intelligence, gathering that market intelligence, prioritizing those markets, you know, I mean, South America is large, so you know, we probably don't want to hit every country at once. We might want to prioritize two or three um, at the front end and learn more about that. And then we'll do that with our commercial specialists, like I mentioned early on the call. We'll set up a conference call with them. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what the opportunities are and, you know, how can we best assist them in connecting them with the best partners. And if it's a market that, you know, might not, from our specialists and from, you know, my point of view, might not be the best market on that kind of that, Checking order one, two, three, we might move on to the next market and see if that could yield, you know, more opportunities for them. And then at the end of the day, it's up to that company to make the decision on what market's best for them. Uh, and then we're here to assist them kind of make those connections and, and address any of, the, any of the regulatory uh, questions they may have. No, that's, uh, that's extremely interesting. The, um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was, uh, and I think this is very important for anybody that's exporting, uh, I know we get involved with many of our clients that way, uh, is a plan. They have to have a good plan to execute uh, moving forward, especially into the international marketplace. Um, you mentioned you help with the planning process. Uh, is this putting together a marketing plan? Is it putting together financing? I know you mentioned you help them with the finance and put them in the right direction, but do you do any marketing support or anything like that that would be beneficial to them? I would say, you know, a market entry plan. So we would do, so if it's, you know, looking at, you know, a country like Colombia and identifying kind of what the requirements are for that market, what the duties and taxes are, we would more kind of lay those types of things out. Um, a marketing plan in general, specifically on marketing, some of the things that we do, um, I want to say we do a holistic, you know, marketing review. I would say, um, as a company as a whole, right? But we do things, uh, one thing called a website globalization review. So we can review a company's website from kind of a sales and marketing perspective and give them recommendations on how to best globalize their website or if it's, if they're looking at regionalizing some of their pages or localizing it as well, we can walk through that. But we, you know, we do that on the marketing side. Um, that's, I do quite a few of those over the last couple of years. I've probably done 50 of those with companies and really just on the marketing aspect, sales and marketing, going through their website, 
and giving them the best practices and recommendations on how to revamp their website so it's globalized. And a lot of them are simple recommendations. Um, you know, the one I always example, I like to always go there, what does ZIP stand for? We see that on all these forms on website. And, you know, I, I think up until five, six years ago, I'd probably been filling it out and I didn't know what it, it means zone improvement plan. Well, a foreign buyer that's looking at that and filling out your form on the website, if they don't use ZIP in that country, which most countries don't. They probably use a postal code, if anything. You know, if that's a required field, they might not be able to fill that out, you know. So it's even simplistic recommendations like that. Also, I mean, obviously on your landing page is a big thing is showing that you're open for international business. You know, you have a website that's kind of your tool to the world. Um, you know, showing, saying that on your front website, you know, international inquiries or, you know, whatever it might be, showing that your company is open for international business. Not that you're just a domestic U.S. company but that you're a glo- you have a global footprint and, you know, if that's even, you know, translation into different languages, if that's kind of things that you have on your website in the top bar and the drop down. So it can really show that your company's open for international business. I mean, other recommendations on that, if you're, you know, if you're participating in tr- trade shows globally, you know, have that maybe somewhere on your website, you know, wh- what trade shows you're going to around the world, um, even what booth you're going to be at, who the contact person is, you know, um, at the show. So it just gives a really good view that you're kind of a global company, no matter what the size of your company is and that you're open for international business. No, I think, uh, this has been very helpful. I, um, we have worked with you for many, many years. Uh, we, uh, enjoy working with your department. Uh, you're very dedicated to helping, uh, people that want to export and people that have been exporting and uh, we will continue to work with you. I think it's beneficial to uh, the companies we work with. Uh, and I think, again, as you pointed out, uh, initially, there are many, many ways we can improve. Uh, the statistics you gave in the beginning on how more active countries, uh, Germany, etc., their amount of gross domestic GDP. product yeah, is um, so much significantly higher than ours, we have a lot of room to go. And uh, I think your work is very important, and uh, we've enjoyed working with you, and uh, we will continue to work with you to help the United States uh, Im- improve their position in the international marketplace. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to add uh, at the end? Yeah, thank you, Jay. No, we appreciate, you know, you having me on today and discussing some of our services and some of the other programs that are out there available through the federal government and state government. And again, we appreciate you know, kind of you participating in different training opportunities with us over the years and offering your expertise uh, expertise to the exporting public. Um, we try to do that as much as possible with obviously some of the web training and seminar training that you've been involved with. And, you know, we're going to continue to do that uh moving forward. Um, we try to stay on top of training as much as possible. And then obviously our services with business connections or any way that we can help kind of grow exports uh, throughout the United States. That's what we're here to do. So we're happy to help. We're happy to partner with you. Uh, I just want to thank you again for having me. Okay. And we'll continue to work together, Tony. Thank you again. Thank you.